1: Hello, Tampa Bay. My goodness, another world title. Seems like one happens every few weeks or so. The Tampa Bay Bucks are Super Bowl 55 champions, man. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Not just beat them, beat them down. 31-9. Thanks for coming, uh, Chiefs. Not scoring a touchdown. If you had a prop bet that said that uh, they wouldn't score a touchdown, that that would probably pay you some money. We're going to talk all about this Super Bowl. We're going to talk all about Tom Brady and what he has done. Rob Gronkowski with his two touchdowns. Antonio Brown with one. That defense that was just suffocating the Kansas City Chiefs and getting after Patrick Mahomes with three sacks and two interceptions. We're going to do it all, and you're going to want to hear it all, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, this segment is brought to you by Moffitt Cancer Center. Moffitt is a proud partner of your Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, call one eight eight moffitt M-O-F-F-I-T-T. So on my way out, uh, Steve, of Raymond James Stadium, I uh, was with a couple of my colleagues, Joey Knight, Eduardo Encina, and uh, they wanted to walk out on the field. I haven't done that. First of all, we're not allowed on the field typically during games. Probably for the last five to seven years, I think it's been and i must say it was it was kind of a it was kind of an interesting uh, vantage point to be down there they still had the podium erected from the uh, you know the super bowl uh 55 you know uh trophy presentation and all of that and th- there there was a little bit it was a little bit surreal i mean i i started thinking about this season first of all you know the circumstances that we've all been living under with covid it it is absolutely remarkable to me remarkable to me that the NFL played every game culminating in a Super Bowl on February 7th which I thought would never happen and then to think that you know going back way back in March when Tom Brady signed here and all the expectations and Rob Gronkowski uh, comes out of retirement and we they trade for his rights and then you know you have the Antonio Brown joins them halfway through the year after 8 games and Leonard Fournette playoff Lenny shows up all those guys were the big stars of this Super Bowl. I mean, it's incredible. You know, of course, the expatriates like Gronkowski and Brown um, would show the way. Two touchdowns for Rob Gronkowski, one for Antonio. A big night uh, for Leonard Fournette, both running the ball and catching it. And yet, the star, the real star of this game, Steve, was the defense. The defense did exactly what you and I talked about. Um, that offensive line of Kansas City's is not good. It's been decimated by injuries. They lose Eric Fisher. Now you have to move guys all around. You affect three or four positions. And the Bucks were able, and Todd Bowles, just to rush four guys, really chased Mahomes all over the ball yard. I mean, it was incredible. And then, of course, the secondary did its job by competing for every ball. I mean, they really were aggressive, attacking the ball, trying to plaster receivers And you gotta give Bulls a lot of credit and the Bucks wind up winning this game thirty one to nine and they are Super Bowl champions. You can't you just can't say it enough, it just seems surreal.
0: That defense was absolutely incredible. And we talked about this all last week that that offensive line that was that was a makeshift line for the Chiefs was gonna be problems in that the advantage Tampa Bay had was that defensive line. And Mm -hmm. boy did they take advantage of it. And you know, Football is won in the trenches, and Tampa Bay won both sides of the ball. Their offensive line – I mean, what, the Chiefs got four pressures on Tom Brady the whole game. That was it. Yeah, sacked meanwhile, him once. Meanwhile, Mahomes was pressured 29 times. Over half his drop backs, he was pressured. Incredible. Uh, they were in his face. They were at his feet. They were chasing him. And, and by the way, some of those throws he made while falling down or Stupid. heading out of bounds – I mean – if his receivers had, I mean, they had the drops tonight. I mean, they, they you did. Know, I mean, they really did. I mean, they weren't easy catches, but I mean, the one hit what uh, Williams in the face mask, hit him in a mask as yeah. he's falling down, chucking it thirty yards down the field. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is is fun to watch and amazing, but much like Tom Brady in the '07 season, we talked about, much like uh, you know any good quarterback, when you get pressure on them, they are not nearly as good. When when they have to constantly be running for their lives or looking at their feet or, you know, you saw Mahomes even sometimes as he's scrambling, looking around like, where are they coming from? Before I try to throw this ball, I need, you know, because they're coming from everywhere. You could just see it in his eyes that he had no idea where everybody was coming from, and it seemed like they were coming from every direction. And when you're a quarterback like that, you're you're not going to perform as well, which means your team isn't either.
1: Look, a lesser athlete and a lesser quarterback gets sacked probably 10 or 12 times. I mean, Mm -hmm. he ran out of a a, a ton of them. And then on many of them, he was hit and threw the ball away, did not get grounding because his arm strength is such that most guys couldn't get it back to the line of scrimmage. He was actually throwing it past the sticks, and I don't know how he did it. Um, I said at one point when I was watching the game, I said, this has now turned into a Texas Tech spring game. where every play is just okay just run around and try to find mm-hmm. somebody <laughs> you know it looked like a guy that was trying to make the roster uh you know as a walk-on freshman at texas tech and he didn't know who he was throwing to um that's how bad the bucks defense made them look and you know look i mean it has been you you, you try to replay this season in your head right and, it, and you go back to the opener in new orleans which was the first time these guys were on the field together and that was a that was a a bad loss. It wasn't as score wise. It wasn't as 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 bad as the time they came to Tampa Bay, but you know, they, they just it took a long time. It was a process. At one point, they were seven and two, then they get to seven and five, and it it was they were really at a crossroads. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were playing some some tough teams. Uh, you know, they lost by three to the Rams, then they lost by three to the Chiefs. But in that second half, because they trailed seventeen to nothing and Mahomes was driving, and that's when Shaq Barrett had a, a sack-strip fumble, um, or it would have been 24 to nothing. And the Bucks got back in that game, and, and, you know, it was competitive. Mahomes had to run out the final four minutes of the clock, but they figured some things out there. And then the bye week, if you talk to Byron Leppert, you talk to Bruce Arians and those guys, they said, you know, they really did um, streamline some things, um, you know, change some formations. Um, but basically it's the same offense, and yet – um, they needed a week off. It was a long, long time before they got the bye. And then they, the schedule turned on them, and they started clicking. Not right away. If you remember, Atlanta, mm-hmm. after the bye week, led 17 to nothing at halftime. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about a dark and stormy place. And then Tom Brady had one of the best halves of football in NFL history and lit them up, and he's never stopped. I mean, he's been very efficient, very good. Um, he got a lot of help from his defense. And I really think the defense should have been the MVP – if you could give it to a team, there just wasn't one guy um that statistically had so much um so many numbers on him. You know, everybody kind of contributed so I mean Devin uh, White
0: it, was incredible. Shaq Barrett, Shaq was, Barrett was incredible. Yeah. JPP was in the backfield the whole time.
1: I'll tell you what, Sue had and a good
0: Dominic game. and Sue had a good Vita Vea was creating so much pressure. He wasn't necessarily getting
1: But he was pushing. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: was pushing which was freeing up those outside guys. Uh, Levante right. David was all over the field uh, that's right. You know, I mean, Carlton Davis had great coverage all over the – I mean, yeah, I mean, how would you pick one person on that defense?
1: It would be really hard. You, I'd like to be able to give it to a whole unit, but then yeah. they'd have to pass the truck around or something tomorrow. Yeah, there but, wasn't,
0: like, that moment, like a pick six that, that right. put it out of reach or changed it or, you know, something like that where you could go, okay, because, I mean, Brady had a really good game, but it wasn't a typical what you think of MVP quarterback game. And Well, he threw 201 have to, he didn't have yards. To, right, yeah. he didn't have to. I mean, that's – that's the other part of what I thought was the key to this game and and as as critical as I've been and others have been of Byron Leftwich were parts of this season. I thought tonight they played such great complimentary football in the play calling. Yeah. We talk about how every third and short they almost throw it deep. That wasn't there tonight. No. It was our defense can uh, our defense can handle Mahomes because that offensive line is the way it is. We just yep. need to keep Keep getting first downs. We don't need we don't need the big plays. We don't we don't have to do that tonight. We just need to keep moving the ball, eat the clock up, move the ball down the fields. You know, get scores with it, which they did. They got touchdowns while Kansas City was getting field goals early. But it, it wasn't. They weren't. They weren't getting three and outs for the most part. I mean, it was. It was. They stuck to the running game, and and most of the passing plays were shorter. Now, granted, Kansas City likes to stay in a two deep zone, so that's part of it too or two deep safeties but but I thought offensively they played they called such a good game to complement what their defense was capable of doing against the the Chiefs lineup as it was
1: this segment is brought to you by marada where life is like a staycation every day contact us at com. you know I thought much like the green bay game this game this game would changed um, right before the half the mm-hmm. Kansas City oh, yes. Chiefs were driving, and Andy Reid used all three timeouts to try to score, and he didn't. And he gave the ball back. And the Bucks had one timeout left, and they go down there. They they drive the football, and then they get the pass interference penalty on um, you know on Mike Evans that they basically try to tackle around the shoelaces, and then they get the the little arrow route, the little uh, touchdown to Antonio Brown, and to me. To me that was game changing. You know, that that, that made it uh you know, what, twenty one to six. Mm-hmm. And you saw you saw Brady's fire, you know, you you saw Tyron Matthew, who was upset because he had an interception taken away because of a penalty, get in Brady's face and point his finger. And Brady went right after him. And the whole team went right after him after that. And then coming out in the second half, the defense again holds him to a field goal and the Bucks go down and they score and they get the touchdown run by playoff Lenny, who has just been phenomenal in the postseason. And and it it was no contest. At that point, the the Chiefs and normally can come back from almost anything, had no chance. And of course they get the interception after that, the tip ball to Anton Winfield, who was terrific. And, you know, the game ends of course with uh Devin White intercepting one in the end zone. It was a complete beatdown, you know. Uh, in In every facet of the game, and you 're right, it was up front. those guys had no chance to block that defensive line. Uh, Mahomes was running for his life. It was sandlot ball after a while you know he he made some incredible escapes, but they were never going to win that way and uh i just I just thought Todd Bowles did a tremendous job. I thought Byron left and the funny thing is, you know this team kept getting better. If they had to play for another two or three weeks, they'd be better in three weeks than they are right now. I mean, that was the thing. You gave them two weeks before the Super Bowl, and I was at those practices, and you know, at least last week, and I got to see sort of what, you know, what they were planning to do, what they were working on, and the efficiency with which they practiced. Because we don't get to watch all the practice when we're out there during the season. But as a pool reporter, I'd have to stay for the entire thing, and it was evident to me early in the week that these guys were going to come out and just bully this team. They were they were going to do exactly what we saw tonight and um, get the ball in the perimeter in a passing game, get it out of Tom's hand, run the football, be more physical than the other guys, and it worked to a charm. And they're Super Bowl champs. It, it is it is an amazing job by everybody, particularly with what these teams had to go through. And don't forget, how about this for a murderer's row? If you, if you like what the defense has done in particular – they just beat Drew Brees in New Orleans, Aaron Rodgers, the MVP in Green Bay, and Pat Mahomes, who was supposed to be, you know, the mini goat or the goat to be the kid uh, in the Super Bowl. That's how about that for three f- first time Hall ever, of Fame quarterbacks. First
0: time ever a team has beaten three Super Bowl MVP quarterbacks in the same postseason.
1: Isn't that incredible?
0: It's never happened before.
1: Just incredible.
0: Speaking of never happened before. Patrick Mahomes has never had a game without or the offense has never had a game since he started that they didn't score a touchdown.
1: Without a touchdown. This was
0: the worst beatdown that Patrick well, Patrick Mahomes has never lost a game by more than one score until tonight.
1: That's crazy me. The That's last crazy. time he
0: was beat this bad was
1: sixty six to ten in two thousand sixteen by Iowa mm. State. <laughs> well, that like I said, it looked a lot like a Texas Tech spring game <laughs> after a while. I mean, he was—that's all he was doing. And you know what you saw, Mahomes tonight is kind of what he was in college. You know, when you think about mm-hmm. it, like they couldn't protect him there either. Yeah. So he just ran around and made plays, mm-hmm. and nobody—you know—he—he throw these, make these throws, and everybody would go like that was a dumb decision. He would throw interceptions and whatnot, but he had nobody—he had nobody to protect him. You know, his team around him wasn't very good, and that's sort of what it looked like. But you now you see, you know, with structure and. Better players, of course, he's been dominating the league for two years. I want to say this, too, because I think it'll be years from now because we're in the middle of it. We're in the midst of it, and who knows how many more he wins. But for a 43-year-old quarterback, (laughs) 43, I mean, I can remember when I was 43, which is saying something. It wasn't that long ago. Um, But it was – it it certainly – I was well down the hill I I can't believe that this guy came in here with no more experience, not knowing anybody. And and not only that, remember now when these guys are practicing and they're doing things, you know, as a team, Tom Brady would normally, you know, go out to dinner, uh have guys over, you know, whatever. They they would spend time together, not just the quarterbacks or just the offense. He would get to know the defensive players. He would have relationships with everybody. He really had to forge that without having The ability to go outside the facility. And and for the most part, football teams are really two teams. You know, I mean, there's offense, defense, and sometimes they come together for special teams. But primarily, if you're on offense, you hang out with offensive guys. If you're on defense, you hang out with defensive guys. And yet, they were able to pull this together. It's a real credit to the coaching staff. Bruce Arians has a great staff. Um, you know, he was funny. He said, uh, this is all on the coaches and the players. I, d- I didn't do anything. Um, well, yeah, you did. You brought those coaches, and Jason Light brought the players. And it was a close-knit group that, that buried all their egos. And all the teams that I've seen win Super Bowls do that, you know, because everybody wants to be the reason why you win. Um, but sometimes you just have to play a role. And these guys were all too willing to play their roles. And um, and it ended, up, it ended up winning them a Super Bowl. It's
0: it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, thinking back to was it March, mid-March last year? I don't remember the exact date that Tom Brady signed.
1: March seventeenth. March
0: seventeenth. Okay, so it was right as the, the the sports world was shutting down. Yes, the pandemic was starting. Or, you know, his is impact is, uh, what, March 11th is when Rudy Gobert tested positive. And the yeah, NBA March started 13th, I games. think, is when, yeah, everything yeah. got canceled. The 12th, everything started getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, that the NFL week was starting, or the NFL y- league year was starting right around then. And Tom yep. Brady chose Tampa Bay. Tampa. And, and Adam Schefter had a great tweet or Facebook post tonight, I don't remember which one, or maybe both. Back in March... Two teams went heavy after Tom Brady. Other teams called, but only two really pushed, and it was the Chargers and the Bucks. And he goes, "I wonder how many of those teams that are pushing for Deshaun Watson now would have made, chose differently a year ago." Now, you know, we're, we're seeing everyone's calling about Deshaun Watson now. Part of that's the age thing, but but so Tom Brady signs in March, has no off season, does workouts at Berkeley Prep uh, on his own despite the league not wanting him to. No preseason. Gets beat pretty bad the first game. The score wasn't as bad, but the offensive, but all along, his confidence and Bruce, Bruce's confidence never wavered in this
1: nope. team. When I talk to the staff, and you, you've nailed it, when I talk to the staff over there, they say there were two people, actually maybe three, um, but but two for sure, that, that always believed from the day he sunk. That they were going to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And that's Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. And you could add Byron Leftwich to that group, too. Byron Leftwich is unflappable. You know, he has so so much confidence in Brady. And, you know, frankly, Brady, you know, even though Byron is his coach, Brady outranks him. I mean, in terms of his experience and, you know, all that stuff. But they, they obviously work closely together. But yeah, those three guys never wavered, never had any doubts. Um, in fact, and I wrote about this in Sunday's Tampa Bay Times, Brady told Jason Light the first day of training camp how the season would go, and he pretty much nailed it. And after the game, you know, he was saying, you know, to, to people that you knew this is what was going to happen, right? You, we talked about You knew we were going to win this, right? You knew. And that's how much confidence he has. I talked to Rob Gronkowski after the game. And, you know, Brady, if you ask him, hey, does this Super Bowl rank, right? It's like asking which of your children you love the most, mm-hmm. right? You're just not going to choose. They're all special in their own way. Um, and I think, you know, obviously with what he did here after 20 years in New England to leave there and come to a team that had made the playoffs in 13 years, all of that pandemic, et cetera, it's clear to me that this was special. and. You could see it in his face. You could see it with his with his parents and his wife and all the all his family there. His kids are getting older now. They're able to appreciate what dad does, how great he is at his job, and that's a special thing. And you know, I, I just think that you know the guy did something that meant the world to his career and cemented him almost as a a Ruthian figure. Like he is he is transcending his own sport at this point and you know it's it's just i don't know it's it's remarkable that he's done it i i'm not sure that we'll see anything like it uh down the road i don't know that he's done i, I mean he's definitely coming back bruce arian says he's coming back they want to win more super bowls and if you think this was good the attitude that they will have is wait till we have a training camp mm-hmm. wait till it's my second year in the system wait till we, you know, hopefully keep as many of these free agents as we can and maybe add some pieces. Um and we know it's all hard we know how hard it is to go back to back. I mean only two teams have done it I think in a very long time and we saw Kansas City fall short, you know, on Sunday night. But um I'll be damned if this guy is, you know, just something that, you know, we'll never we'll never see probably in our lifetime if you thought Mahomes had a chance, after tonight he doesn't, right? And I think you saw what happens. It's the ultimate team game. I mean, football's a team game. And when his offensive line's not able to protect him, you're, you're depending on those guys before you can execute. And, you know, he had a turf toe. He's going to have to have surgery on that. Things happen. And now Brady has seven you know, seven Super Bowl rings, and Mahomes has one. That's a huge disparity. Uh, I don't care if Patrick plays for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years. Um, he may not get there. So, yeah, just, just incredible what what, uh, what Brady has done. Well,
0: and, and, you know, we talk about coming to this team and turning around a franchise that hadn't made the playoffs in 13 years. But even more than that, this is the worst franchise in professional sports in American yeah, sports, of the four Three, sports, eight, seven. of yeah. the winning percentage.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it
0: it was not only – granted, considering they're the worst, it's amazing that only nine teams have more Super Bowls than them. That's which true. is pretty amazing at this point.
1: Well, you win two, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, there's only nine teams that have won more than two. So but, you know, that I mean, we talk about the culture that he changed and brought here and and in, in, in that. I mean I said, this is this is the worst franchise statistically in the history of America or you know, in America in the four sports that
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the one year they went from a losing record last year, I think the fifth team ever to go from a losing record to win the Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To winning the Super Bowl, I mean everything that we've talked about that Bucks fans hoped for. That you know, I can remember all summer long going, you know, Brady's here with, with Super Bowls in Tampa. Mate. wouldn't it be cool? It, not just wouldn't it be cool. He won it, and in a dominating fashion. And granted, when I say he, it's the team because no, the defense he, was a big the and- defense was a big part of it. But that that attitude, that leadership, that culture change that he he brought more than anyone else yes is is absolutely incredible to do that in one season in the ultimate team sport when you 've got fifty three guys on a roster,
1: not twelve
0: made, or twenty five in a baseball team, but fifty three
1: mm-hmm. he, he made the defense better too, like mm-hmm. he raised the standard on that side of the ball they They knew that if they got the ball back to Tom Brady, he would do something with it. They knew mm-hmm. um, that that they had to hold up their end of the bargain, and early in the season sometimes they weren't um. And those guys, particularly it was just a matter of growing up. Uh-huh. You know, Devin White, I think, is gonna be a superstar. Levante David had a good game. Again, you know, you look at the age of Sue and Jason Pierre Paul and you wonder how many more years that they really have left. But look who's inside with Vita Vea. Um, you know, if if you look at that defense, they're still they're really very young. Uh-huh. Devin White's gonna be a superstar if he's not already um they're not going anywhere and fortunately for the bucks I will say this at least for one more year Todd Bowles is going to be the coordinator and that that gives them the best chance to win because Uh you know if he has more success the way he has um somebody's going to come and want to give him another chance to be a head coach in this league and so you know I know they think they have people that can step in you know behind him um but Todd Bowles is as good as there is going and you know, now he's got the hardware to prove it. So, you know, but that's that's a young defense primarily. It's a young, um, some offensive skill positions still. Yeah, they may lose AB. I don't know if Gronk is coming back or not. He was sort of non-committal, but he has said in the past that he wants to play with Tom again. Um, the hardest so, part's going
0: to be, and we'll get into this more as we go forward. But what's the salary cap going to be? And yeah, they've said we may not know till days before the league year starts.
1: Yeah, it's a problem. It definitely is a problem. Yeah. They're going to have to make choices. It's an allocation system. All right. So But every team's you know. going to
0: have this pretty much. I mean Sure they will. You know, oh, yeah. it, when the salary cap goes down and it's predicted to go down significantly, 20 to 30 million potentially. Sure. Sure. You know, that is going to impact length of deals and and how you can get things done.
1: No question. But if you look at this, you know, mm-hmm. this moving it forward. Yes. Look at the division, okay? Drew Brees is going to retire. They yeah, moved he restructured some his around.
0: contract to the league minimum to reduce mm-hmm. the salary cap hit to make that. It's going to be $24 million cap hit, I think, so it's going to spread right. it out over two seasons by doing that when he retires.
1: And the Saints are still you know, 20, 30 million, $30 over the cap. I mean, they got issues, but it looks like, at least if you listen to Sean Payton, that he's going to give Jameis Winston a chance to win that job against Taysom Hill if that's what Jameis decides because he's a free agent. He can go anywhere. And then you look at Carolina, who tried to trade Teddy Bridgewater to Detroit, <laughs> uh, as the case may be, which is not going to endear um, you know the Panthers to Teddy. Uh, but that was reality. Um, Matt Ryan is not going to be traded; they're going to draft a young quarterback. So you have him sort of in flux right now, sort of as the bridge guy. Mm-hmm. So the division is there for your for the taking, and I think New Orleans will be good with Sean Payton. They have a good defense. They'll always be a tough out, but you could make your path a lot easier next year, you know, if you're able to to win the NFC South. Um, but you're going to be a favorite to go back to the Super Bowl because outside of the Rams now with Matthew Stafford, who's really improved themselves to the point where you would say, you know, well, they're better, you know, they're better than the Bucks are. Because I think the Bucks are going to be better next year if they can keep their core guys around. So it's really interesting, and and the Glazers have two Lombardi trophies, man. <laughs> Can you believe it? That's just it's it's incredible to me. Eighteen years apart, but um, they get them, and a lot of former Bucks were there. It was neat to see John Lynch introduced. Uh, that was going to um, be the next thing him. I wanted to
0: bring up was the Hall
1: of Fame. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I was so happy for John. Eight years he waited, and he finally gets in, um, and he goes in with a great class with uh, you know, Peyton Manning and. Charles Woodson and Calvin Johnson and you know uh, these kinds of guys. Yep. Tom yeah, Flores is a Alan coach, Fanica. right? Right.
0: Uh, Drew Pearson.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a good group. Yep. Uh, none the the uh, the scout from Pittsburgh, but I was happy for John. I had a chance to talk to him a little bit uh, on Sunday morning. They had a press conference of, of all times, right? It was neat. It was kind you know in a COVID era. David Baker would he would typically. Um, what usually would happen is all these finalists would be at the Super Bowl. The voters would vote on Saturday. And then they have the NFL Honors Program. And then, so the, the you'd go to a hotel room. This is so bizarre, but this is what they did. So you'd go to a hotel room, not your own. They'd give you a room key. And you'd go in there and you'd sit. And if the phone rang, it was bad news because it meant, hey, you can leave now. You didn't make the final five or whatever it was a modern day final five. And if it was good news, um, you'd hear a knock on the door and it was David Baker, who was the president of the pro football hall of fame telling you, welcome to Canton. But since I can't do that, what they did was the vote was two weeks early. And then they went about the process of telling like Linda Lynch that her husband had made the hall of fame and not to tell anybody, but if you could get him to your house on a certain day, will surprise him by knocking on the door and tell him he's the newest member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so wouldn't you know, um, the Sunday of the NFC Championship game, they all had gone to mass. John lives in San Diego. A lot of his family does. And the family went back to John's house. And John was worried about packing for Mobile in the Senior Bowl. And Linda was trying to keep him busy doing that. And that's when it happened. That's when, um, you know, he learned that he was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He had to keep it quiet for two weeks. Uh, and now he's come down here, so you know, just so happy for him. And now Rondé will be the next one that uh, you know he didn't make it to the final to the final ten. He was in the final fifteen, um, but he'll be the next one that they'll have to try to to try to push through. So, yeah, the Hall of Fame uh, weekend was cool uh, watching these guys get inducted. And It was really special the way they did each one. Of them. It meant a lot. To, like John said, he goes, "I don't know about COVID." He goes, "But I thought it was really cool me having my entire family there." Mm-hmm you know, when I happened to learn it.
0: Well, and, and happening two weeks prior probably made it even more shocking because you weren't even – you were not expecting it at that point. I mean
1: – Exactly.
0: You know, I mean, you have no idea how they were going to do it this year necessarily. Right. But, you know, a couple weeks out is not what you were expecting. So it, it added to the surprise. I mean, I saw Peyton Manning's uh, video, and they had all his, like, old coaches.
1: All his coaches. Phil so Fulmer and from David Tennessee, Cutcliffe, yeah.
0: his quarterback mm-hmm. coach there, and dungie yeah. was there and that, and – I'll talk mm-hmm. he was doing some shoot at at the uh, Mile High or whatever they call it now in Denver Stadium. Yep. And then he turns around and there's David Baker and you know it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean granted, he yeah, knew was he funny. was going in. I mean that was a, a lock no brainer, but still it's still a cool moment and the way they did it was really cool.
1: Yeah, and after he found out so he found out and Lynch found out Lynch was going to Mobile and they were supposed to get together for a golf outing after the senior bowl. And so he said Peyton called him and said, so, uh, anything new? <laughs> and then Lynch said, yeah, maybe what about you? Yeah. There's something new with me too. So they, they went on their golf trip and they got to toast themselves with some champagne and nobody around him knew what the hell they were doing or that they, they, they had a secret. Um, but yeah, what was even more remarkable is that John's Lynch managed to keep the secret away from all the people that she invited over. They were finding out for the first time too. So Um, pretty cool weekend. I got a chance to talk to Derek Brooks and, you know, Tony Dungy and, uh, you know, geez, Rondé Barber and all those guys about John and his role. He was really the emotional leader. Um, the guy that really got them going out there, uh, pretty fiery dude. And, um, just, just so happy he's in the hall of fame. I really am. That's a, that's an honor of a lifetime, man. He's, he's, you know, he's back on, on the same team with Brooks and Sapp who were first ballot guys. Leroy Selman, we got several of them there. Tony Dungy that's in. Um, there's a number of them, but uh, it it was a long time in coming. I can just tell you that because I agonized with him. I was at one point a presenter for him uh, when Ira Kaufman couldn't go and uh, myself and Shereen Williams presented him. It was just it's a tough room, man. There's, everybody that gets in there is probably a Hall of Fame player. It's just a question of how long before they, they actually get the call. This segment is brought to you by Marina Bay St. Petersburg luxury waterfront homes where sports fans and enthusiasts live and play. Marina Bay is a 60-acre gated community on Ciega Bay. All new construction available right now. Contact them at marinabaysaintpete.com or call 727-906-3300. And we'll have a chance to talk to John. I'll probably talk to John later this week. Today, as a matter of fact, Bruce Arians. And the most valuable player of the Super Bowl 55, Tom Brady, will be on a uh, on a Zoom call this morning, I think at 8.30 a.m. It Depending on when you listen to his broadcast, it'll be bright and early. So that'll be something to look forward to. He's going to Disneyland. Actually, he's not going, but he got the Disneyland deal. Yes. Oh, well, of course. So dreams do, come true.
0: Do we know anything about a parade celebration? I don't. You I know, don't. I wish I did. The they Jane have to Caster have one has plan. said that, you know, they're going to talk about it. Oh, they I mean uh, having worked with teams in the past, they You know they
1: do, yeah.
0: Well, because you can't put on a parade in a day or two.
1: You wouldn't get the permits, right?
0: Without without already having a plan of something. Now, usually it's kept pretty quiet and in close circles cuz teams are very superstitious. So, you know, members of the team probably have no idea. Uh, but right. in, in the Bucks organization, they've already made some plans, that some to some degree um maybe they'll follow the lightning's lead i know the lightning uh, put a social media message out tonight you know congrats and we recommend boat parades um you know which was very popular in, in in this COVID age was uh very well received uh i thought for for the lightning there um you know the bucks could do something similar of course they could have an event at ray j just like the lightning did or they could figure out something different to do too so Right. Um you know maybe it 's a more traditional type parade you know i, I don 't know i don 't know how you pull it off and do it, but you know I know Jane Castor has said she wants a celebration, and i 'm sure the bucks do too, and the fans based on the reaction tonight and if you 're seeing what 's going on downtown and all over town um you know definitely it 's going to be well anticipated so whether it 's Tuesday or Wednesday or how quickly they get it done that 'll be the determination they don 't have to travel back to town, so maybe they can do it quicker
1: well they might be able to they might be able to and i i think they need to do something and i think you know much like the lightning they could take it inside the stadium you know and keep people Mm -hmm. separated that way it might be a boat parade it might be something in that vein um you've already got thirty
0: thousand cutouts in attendance so you know you've
1: yeah they didn't leave they were still there when i was there i don't know when those people are going home i gotta be honest they'll probably
0: stay for the celebration you know yeah they're
1: they got good seats (laughs) (laughs) they'll be back don't worry about it um that part was weird to me. Not not the not the cardboard, although there was a ton of those. But I will say that even though the fans were very loud, and make no mistake, this was a Tampa home game. Okay, this was a Bucs home game. I don't know how, how many Chiefs fans they were, but you couldn't hear them. Okay, normally when you go to the Super Bowl, it's very loud for both teams, mm-hmm. unless one is just so far away that they don't travel. But by the time you get to Super Bowl, everybody travels, so this one was a little more subdued. They made a lot of noise. I'm not going to say they didn't, but they just were only. There was only 25,000 people in the house, so you know that's that's a crowd. At you know you get that at the Trop, you're like it's rocking, right? Mm-hmm. But you get that at an outdoor stadium that holds 65,000, it's not so much. Um, but it's you know look, a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl, and in some ways, and Roger Goodell said it, you know that. This will be a memorable year. I mean, for all of us, right? 2020, 2021, because of COVID, but this is a team that no one will forget um, because they made history. They made history playing in this game in their home stadium and then winning it. And again, against all odds, um, a lot of things that, you know, that could go wrong did go wrong, and um, they persevered. And I feel, I feel especially good for guys like Levante David, mm-hmm. guys like Michael Clayton. Um, even Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet have waited a long time. You know, those guys didn't get to experience winning seasons very much, much less the playoffs. And really that's what the football is all about. Football for the fans yep. is about the post season, the regular season, uh, whatever, but the post season is about the fans. Yeah. You met Mike Evans too, not Michael Clayton, but. Oh, did I say Mike Evans? <laughs> Rick, I need to know, am I going to get a ring? <laughs> Is the media driving the narrative? The media drives the narrative. I talked to Mike before every game, man. He's hilarious. He asked me a question tonight that I could – I try to phrase it the way he said it, but I really – it was one of those are you still beating your wife questions. I didn't know – I really didn't want to answer. He was like, does Brady need to be better than Mahomes? I don't know. It was – the way he phrased it was like there was no good answer. It was just like, Mm -hmm. do you have more faith in Brady – you know doing this or mahomes doing that it's like eh, i got faith in both those guys like it's not the game was not going to be those guys you know the game was going to be as you said who wins the line of scrimmage and could a defense on either either team could a defense get enough stops one more stop than the other guys or a turnover well the bucks got two turnovers and didn't turn it over themselves and they got plenty of stops so those that's going to be your world champion in almost every game. You know, I remember when the Bucks won their first Super Bowl, Rich Gannon and the Raiders had the number one offense in the league. Nobody was going to stop them. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Five interceptions later and two pick sixes, or three pick sixes, I should say, you know, they got their tails beat. So that's that's sort of the way it goes. Hey, one more moment I wanted to, to talk
0: about. We talked about this a little bit before we started. <laughs> Yeah. Antoine Winfield giving Tyreek Hill the
1: peace sign. That was the best. That, that is the, best. the
0: proper way to taunt and do a scoreboard.
1: Oh, yeah, that's scoreboard right there. And man. If, if, if you, were, if you yeah. missed
0: it after the game, Antoine explained what that was. No, you know, At the time, you're kind of going, what?
1: What was that? Well, yeah. back
0: in week 12, Tyreek Hill not only backflipped into the end zone and one touchdown, but as he was running away from Winfield another time, gave the peace sign <laughs> to him as he was going on to score. So Winfield then breaks up the pass late and gives him the peace sign after he that was a fourth down. Got and the it was, flag, but it didn't it was, matter. Hey, it, it, that was the perfect time to do that. I, normally, I'm not a big taunt guy, right? But that was the proper. The game was essentially over at that point. That was the time to taunt. It.
1: I agree. You know it that was, was fun. that was
0: payback. If you can dish it, you better be able to take it.
1: Uh, they bullied the Chiefs. They bullied them mm-hmm. in every way that a bully can bully somebody. <laughs> you know. And uh you know, it's just it's hard to it's hard to win in this league. It's hard to go back to back. It's hard to get to a Super Bowl two years in a row. I mean the Bucks are gonna discover that. You know, they are. And it won't be the same team. You know, this team will not be the team they have next year.
0: Well and, and look, it it takes a lot of luck too. I mean it does. You have I mean Absolutely. there's only there's only a certain number of teams that go into the season that really can win a Super Bowl. Because you have to have enough talent. I think there's in the four right. or
1: five. Yeah. I think there's four or five okay. a year.
0: There may mm-hmm. be more than that, depending on the luck. For instance, the Chiefs lose Eric Fisher late in the AFC Championship game. That completely changed their offensive line, which mm-hmm. had a big impact on tonight's game. Patrick Mahomes has turf toe. You know, where meanwhile, as we've talked about, the Bucks, were, is
1: back. the Bucks were pretty healthy. Antonio Brown was back. How about Jordan Whitehead, by the way? Mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead played the entire game. Mm-hmm and he played with a torn labrum in his shoulder, a partially torn labrum. Yep. It's going to require surgery and he put a harness on and went out there and played.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. But the Bucks were relatively healthy. I mean, yes. you know, I mean Alex yes. Kappa was hurt late in the season and and you know or it was the playoffs. I don't remember when he was hurt, but you know, but beyond that, pretty much everyone was was healthy or
1: playing, I should say. I won't, you know, at mm-hmm. this point in the season, no
0: one's really healthy,
1: but Oh this was but, bad for the Chiefs. They're mm-hmm. they're losing losing Eric Fisher uh, with with an already beat up offensive line. I mean mm-hmm. Mike Remmers had to move from right tackle to left tackle. It it just became musical chairs. Mm-hmm. And you could sit there and talk all you want to about how you know all our guys are trained to play every position. Yeah, that's great. Which ones can they play well? Mm-hmm. Um against an know, elite pass I'm rush tra- that the Bucks have. <laughs> right. I I'm trained to hit all, you know, Every letter of the alphabet. I don't know how many there are. There's 27. I I forget. 26. (laughs) I'm trained. Okay, close enough. I use I use the exclamation point a lot. I'm trained to hit all those keys, but the guys that hit them in the right order, they call them Pulitzer Prize winners. (laughs) So it's it's not that I can't type the same way they can. I just don't hit them in the right order. Right. Um, So, you know, that's that's writing. So, um. Well, it's it's late, it's early, I hope uh for those of you in Vegas that that tune in pretty early in the morning or whatever <laughs> that you enjoy this uh this podcast and that hey Bucks fans, you're not going to get much sleep the next couple of days. You're going to be on on cloud 9 and 10. Um but congratulations to the Bucks fans. You know, I I people ask me all the time, "Well, do you root for the Bucks? Do you No, I haven't rooted for a team in a very long time because I went to college and I learned that, you know, the job is not to be a cheerleader, for God's sakes. No matter what you cover, you have to be um, sort of a, you know, an independent uh, voice. You bring the news to the people. You add perspective. You add, you know, all kinds of things you like that. You have to be willing but,
0: to criticize and be tough and yeah, honest. And
1: you and, and you can't be mad at a team if they lose. You can't be happy when they win because then if they lose, then you're going to take it out on them. You're going to write bad things like there's there's no winning with being a fan if you're going to do this job. Now, there are websites, and we all know which ones they are, that have fan in the name. Rest assured, they're fans. Um, but I will say this. I know what it's like to be a fan of a football team or a baseball team <clears throat> or any team um, when you're growing up and you don't win. And let me just say, what Tom Brady has done and what the Bucks have done, uh, you've seen more Bucs stuff – you know, shirts, pennants, all that. But for kids like mine, okay, and yours, Steve, um, but I have a I have a 9-year-old a daughter and a, and a soon-to-be 12-year-old daughter, and they weren't really football fans. You know, they know what Dad does for his work and everything. But they became big Lightning fans because why? The Lightning have won and won consistently in, in mm-hmm. their childhood when they turn on the TV and – my wife and I have the lightning on. They get into it, and the, and then we went to a few games, and they really loved it in person because hockey is such a great game for kids, it's such a great game in person. And they and you know we went together as a family, watching this run to a Stanley Cup, and it was emotional for them. They they their childhood now, they feel connections with that hockey team, and they know all the players. I don't even know the jersey numbers, all of them. My 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 daughter does. I'll go. Hey, that's so. She goes, no, that's so and so. I go, really? Are you sure? Yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's she's growing up as a fan, and that attachment will be there throughout her adult life. And I'm so happy that, you know, for a whole generation of Bucks fans, they never saw this team go to the playoffs, much less win. And you know, for all the kids now that have discovered the Bucks or have root for the Bucks, and now they can walk around and say, Hey, my team is is the best in the NFL, we're Super Bowl champions. That that connection will be with will be there um, for the rest of their lives. They'll never forget this moment. They'll never forget what it was like watching their team win a world championship. And I'm so happy for the fans who year after year after year the season ends. There's no playoffs. There's no nothing. There's no winning season. There's a fire the coach, change the quarterback, fire the coach. That is not the way you build Um, a fan base that is not the way you know you hope that your customers have to be treated and it's great it's good for the glazers but it's really great for the fans i'm happy for them because i believe me bucks bucks twitter sometimes is a very dark and lonely place (laughs) and and lately it's just been nothing but hosannas and you know um smiles and everything else so enjoy this it's gonna be great. There's there's another news conference in a couple hours. me and BA will not be asleep in tonight. Um win or but, lose we uh, booze, baby. Yeah, we, we we booze, baby. I'm about to crack one open now. I think it's like two in the morning. Two, it's um, three. Oh, geez. Well, there you go. I better do it soon. Um yeah, it's closing time up here in the uh in the bar uh area. Anyway, Steve, thanks for staying up for me. Uh, we will uh, we will talk about the Bucks, I'm sure, again tomorrow with the uh, MVP and the head coach and all of that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's almost free agency. <laughs> this is the other thing I realized. I look at the calendar the other day. I go, "Hey, wait a minute! It's almost the end of. It's like we're into February now. Like what? Like February." We're about to the end of the league year, which means we're going to go right into free agency. So
0: yeah, you're not used to this. Normally, you're you know have already hired the new coach by this point. Oh and yeah, then, you know you're waiting for a free agency.
1: Well, and I've had a week or two off because I maybe I didn't go to the Senior Bowl. Now it's going to be like, eee, like typically the, the the combine would be starting in two weeks. Now there isn't a combine this year, um, but there is free agency, and that's going to be right around the corner. Um, so so will pitchers and catchers. I mean, you know, I'm done. The the NFL is done. There's no more games this year. But all the other sports are going to be cranking up and are cranking up. So that's cool. But um, yeah, it's just it's snuck up on me, man. It's uh, it's like we're, we're in well, February now. they you know,
0: say so you haven't done this in 13 years. Cover of playoffs? Uh, no. You know, I mean, yeah. I've been in Tampa for you know, you know this summer will be 11 years. So I've it's never experienced this here in, in Tampa. You know, I mean, they never go to the playoffs since I've been here. It's the first time. No. First time, um, you know, and just and we've talked about this over and over again, but you just keep thinking back to the Lightning and September twenty eighth win the Stanley Cup. In October, the Rays take the Dodgers to six. Remember games. that Game Five?
1: Game, what an exciting or, Game Five that was!
0: What was that Game Four? Yeah, Game Four. Game, game Four yeah, is that, that the Brett one they Phillips, won with yeah. uh, yep. Brett Phillips? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to tie the series at two two. Amazing. Um, the performance Blake Snell had in Game 6 until he got also pulled. Also amazing, yep. Um, you know, I it, look, if they keep Blake Snell in that game and win that game,
1: I no, they, they, had a, game they had seven. a great shot to win I Game 7. I think they win Game 7, yeah. Uh,
0: the Rowdies went to their championship. Now, it wasn't played for COVID reasons, but they went to it. As uh, I, can't, I can't remember who to give credit to, um, but the city of Tampa has inherited a whole country's basketball team. That's right. And... Yeah. They signed Tom Brady and the Bucks win, win the Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: an incredible six months.
1: Never seen this like This has been it. for
0: Tampa Bay sports.
1: Never will. And unfortunately, only a few fans could go because we know the World Series was played in Texas. The, the Stanley Cup was played in a bubble. And you realize only two cities own championships in
0: America right now.
1: Really? Los Tampa Angeles and, and
0: Tampa. Yeah, Tampa and Because LA, yeah. the Lakers and the Dodgers have the NBA and the baseball championships, while Tampa Bay has the hockey and the football.
1: This segment is brought to you by Breitling Boutique. Breitling Boutique is an international plaza. You know it's just one of only 15 in the United States. Now, they've welcomed championship quarterbacks, Hall of Famers, and championships boxers as clients, but they treat everyone the same, and they will treat you great as well. Tell them that Rick and Steve sent you, and just for coming in and trying on a watch, you'll get a free Breitling cap from Brightling Boutique. I don't know if you saw it. The Boston Globe had a, a big front page, and it was about Tampa. And the headline was, they own us. <laughs> <laughs> they own us. <laughs> the lightning kicked the Bruins' butt. Uh, obviously, the Rays far exceeded what the Red Sox, Sox could yeah. do. And took, they own the Red Sox this year, yeah. They own the Red Sox this year. And then now they own Brady and, and Gronkowski. <laughs> and the Lombardi Trophy. Now, well, how do you think that went over in Beantown, by the way? You're oh. watching Tom Brady throwing touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski and them holding up the Lombardi Trophy, and you're saying, really, Bill? Really? <laughs> but he wouldn't have done it up there because this team, as Gronkowski says, says I've never seen – You know, I came down here and like, I'm like, wow, these, we have so much talent. How do these guys not go mm-hmm. to the playoffs
0: every year? Well, I thought what Gronkowski in his post-game press conference too talked about Look, this team is selfless,
1: right? It, really it, there's are. so
0: much talent, but it doesn't matter if if I'm getting the catches this week,
1: yeah, it's hard or not. To do.
0: It doesn't matter, or if Mike Evans is getting them this week, or you know, it, it's it's been a different. I mean, Mike Evans had one catch tonight, right? But he
1: drew some interference. He contributed. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: And, you know. But but Gronk was targeted. But last week, what in Green Bay he had one catch. You well, know, it's and, and yeah. that's part of the success of this team is you want to shut him down. We'll throw it. We've got we'll three go other guys else. over here. You, you know, go. it. it mm-hmm. You know, and as long as. Everyone on the team is is about the same goal at the end, you know, the finish line. Which I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's pushing pretty hard. Mm-hmm. It works, and and Gronkowski kept saying how selfless this team is, and it didn't matter who was getting the catches or the touches, but as long as we're doing the right things and winning and and moving on, and that's Those that's all that teams. matters.
1: Those are the teams that win. When the Eagles won, I was close to them and their all their uh, you know interviews and whatnot when mm-hmm. we could do interviews and. You could tell there was a bond. There was a closeness. Now, you know, the next year that team split up. A lot of guys went different places. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to happen to this one. It won't, it's never the same team. Never. Mm -hmm. Um, But the teams that will buy in, and I think BA is a big part of that, the teams that will buy in and stick together are the ones that usually you, you go far. And, um, Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's what we've talked about with
0: the Rays the last few years. It always seems like it's it's a different person every night leading the victory, or Mm -hmm. and and it does, and they're all happy about it and celebrating. And it's not, you know, I should have been playing or this. I mean, you know, as they're all platooning and and you know only playing you know two out of every three days, not every you know every day, and you know, but it doesn't seem to bother them. Uh, You know, use uh, pitcher, use me in the first inning or the eighth inning or the ninth or the third. It doesn't matter. You know, wherever yep. you want to use me, I'm happy and let's go out and win. And, and you know, I mean, it's that same mentality um, yep. that, you know, you've seen on this Bucks team is, you know, I mean, that was one of the questions when they brought Antonio Brown in is, you know, is there enough, enough passes Balls to, 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 go, around, to yeah. go around, but everyone's you know everyone's on the same page and everyone it's about hey we had another weapon that's a good thing instead of my touches are going to go down Mm -hmm. and and you know kudos to mike evans and gronkowski and chris godwin and and scotty miller and and all those players that you know you know leonard fournette comes in and and, you know ronald jones is getting less touches but he was Mm -hmm. very effective tonight too As, as much as playoff lenny was great Rojo was running great tonight.
1: Oh, he was averaging ten yards a carry for a yeah. while. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know, it's it's it, it hasn't mattered who was doing it. The team was it was all around one goal and going for it, and and that's how you win
1: championships. Yep. Well, they got one. And uh, Tampa Bay, enjoy your Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you tomorrow.